like to welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Wall, a show here on WEHC where we get to visit with a graduate of Emory and Henry. We kind of pretend we're sitting on the Duck Pond Wall. Today, my guest is Amanda Gray, Emory and Henry class of 2007. How you doing, Amanda? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing fine and riddle me this, Batman. Did you ever sit on the Duck Pond Wall and talk to your friends? Well, I was a Delta Rose, so of course the Duck Pond Wall is very important to us. Um, I remember Pudge Week, we'd stand on there singing, having a good old time. So yes, Duck Pond Wall is very important and memorable for us. It's funny. I think people don't really understand, you know, why we're so attached to the Duck Pond Wall, but everybody has a story about it. Oh yeah, it's so awesome and it's so beautiful there. And it's just a nice place right outside from the dining room to catch up with friends. Catch up with friends and maybe throw a cracker out for the for the little ducks now and then. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm tickled to get to talk with you today. You just got a brand new job title because it's really funny because sometimes we don't know what's going on with our alums, but I bet you 10 people have sent me this article about you. So everybody is very very excited to see what you're doing. Why don't you describe what you just started doing and tell us a little bit, little bit about your job? Yeah, so back in September, I started with the West Piedmont Planning District Commission as their tourism and marketing specialist, and I'm very excited to work with them. Um, For the past few years, I've been in the healthcare industry, which has been amazing in senior living care, but I was ready to get back into the tourism world. Kind of right after college, a few years, I started in the sports tourism industry in Martinsville, Virginia, um, at the Smith River Sports Complex. And with that, I was able to travel and talk to different people at that national conferences and let them know the beauty of our area, how easy it is to get to because we're very centrally located on the on the coast. So easy for a lot of people within a day's drive to get to us. So I really enjoyed that. And after being in healthcare for a few years, I saw this opportunity become available and I just jumped on it. So I'm very happy to be back into the tourism field and being able to promote promote this region. Well, that's sort of an interesting um, flip flop from from being in healthcare. So so you are excited to be back in tourism. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about about what you'll be doing in this in this new position. Yeah, so some of my main initiatives are going to be promoting the area, and my main programs are going to be Life in Sova, and what Life in Sova is to, you know, bring business to our region, bring tourism dollars into our region um, to just make it more well-known, and so people will spend their dollars in our area to help out with the tax base. But the West Piedmont Planning District covers um, the counties of Franklin, Henry, Patrick and Pennsylvania, and then the cities of Martinsville and Danville, and then the town of Rocky Mount. So when I say the region, that's the region that I'm talking about. Well, first of all, I'm embarrassed to say I've never heard anybody use SOVA before, and I'm very excited about that. So Southern Virginia. Yeah, so it's actually... When they started, they wanted to do life in Sova. They rebranded it as the Southern Valley. So it's Virginia's other valley. So that's how why we're using life in Sova. And then I got a little bit sidetracked and didn't talk about the other projects. But like a branch off of life in Sova is grown in Sova. And that's another main main project that um, our area got um, funding for about a year or so ago. And what that is supposed to do is to help promote agritourism and agritourism businesses within our region. So that 
that is very exciting because I don't think a lot of people know just exactly how much money is brought in through agribusiness. So I'm, I'm just now learning all about that. So it's very fun to learn the process and to talk to the farmers and to talk to the producers about what they're working on. And um, part of Grown and Sova is that we have a website where with all the businesses within our region can sign up for, and that's gonna be a free promotional tool. So you can actually go on grownandsova.com and there will be a map and you could just list whatever you want to see. So if you're in the area and you're looking for wineries or breweries, we have that on there. And we're always looking to add people to it. Like I said, this has been going on for about a year, year and a half. So it's still relatively new. So we would love to add more businesses to that. So if there's people who are listening today and you're in the agritourism business um, and you're in my region, please go ahead and reach out to me or go ahead and go on the si- on the website and you can sign yourself up. Well, and let's talk a little bit about agribusiness and agritourism. I'm, I'm noticing that people who have farms are being really creative with how they're using that space these days. Not that it wasn't created before to be growing corn and potatoes, but it feels like it's a whole lot more than that. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. So we're wanting the producers to sign up, but a lot of these farmers, they have the acres. So what they do if they got cornfields, if they got pumpkin patches, they're having these events. So the agritourism events, like a deer in the fall, going to these pumpkin farms, going to all these fun events that these farms are hosting, and they're being able to become more self-sustainable by holding events like that, and then just bringing in more of an income to help with the rest of the farm as well. So that is something that me and my son, he's four, um, we love to go to different um, pumpkin farms in the area and do all the attractions that they have. So that's just a great time. But of course, um, when I don't have my son, the wineries and breweries is what we like to go <laughs> and participate in. But I mean, uh, these farmers are very um, smart in what they're doing, and so we just need to get their business out. And they just need they just need the help because a lot of the farmers they're not marketers. They right. don't know. Um, they're not as internet savvy as maybe some other people are. And that is the way things are trending now. People can just go on their phones when they're in the area and look up where to go. And that's what the hard time that these producers are having is just trying to get their word out. So we're here to help them do that. Well, what a cool thing. Well, and I'm excited to hear more about Sova, the other valley, because that sounds uh-huh. like sounds like you've got some cool things going on down there. What do you have? I mean, a lot of areas like that have sort of a, a flagship of, um, of, an, of a place that you really like. This is what we sort of tie things to and then other things branch out from it. Do you have something that's kind of your your number one attraction down there? Oh, my gosh. So when you think of Martinsville, a lot of people always think of NASCAR. So right. we have the Martinsville Speedway here. So people come here for tourism for that. But when you're thinking of outdoor recreation, you think of Smith Mountain Lake. You think of the Blue Ridge Mountains. You think of the Dan River. You think of the Smith River. We have so many wonderful outdoor activities to participate in that we're well known for. But then when people are here visiting for NASCAR, they might not know about the kayaking spots on the Smith River. So that's one of the things um, we're actually working with someone with a partner in Abingdon, you know, friends of Southwest Virginia. We're working with with them on promoting the outdoor recreation initiative. And like I said, this is a new job to me. And there's so many new, exciting things coming out of this. So the outdoor recreation initiative is another new thing that's coming out of this Sure. So. I'm looking forward to working on all of that. You also have a very cool museum down there, don't you? 
Oh my gosh, the Virginia Museum of Natural History, which is a Smithsonian affiliated. We have a bunch of museums um, in the Martinsville and Henry County, Danville, Franklin, Patrick County area. So I just encourage everybody to come down here and check us out. But yeah, the Virginia Museum of Natural History, within them, so we, I live right next to them. And I just had my son's birthday party there back in August. Sweet. So it was just such an amazing time. And he loves dinosaurs. He just wants to roar all the, all the time. So it's just perfect <laughs> to live right next to it. Well, yeah, I confess I've never been, but I have heard about it for years. And I keep saying I'm going to this museum because I got to go check it out. But I just haven't gotten there yet. So this is going to really push me to get it done, get it off my list. And I'll do it. Come on down here and I'll show you around, take you a tour on all the wonderful things that we have here. I love it. Well, I want your son to go along so I can hear some good roaring. Okay. He yeah. can definitely do that. I, I enjoy a sound effect. So that would be really nice. <laughs> So, so you got these museums, you got agritourism, you got all this stuff going on. Um, t- let's talk a little bit about um, how many people come to your part of the state to visit. Do you have, I mean, is that the sort of thing you have facts and figures about? So the Virginia Tourism Corporation puts up facts and figures um, for each individual locality. And I'm in the process of, you know, getting to know all the tourism directors within the area and trying to gather all of that information. And that is something that I'm working on right now. Oh, so that so well, that, well that's a good place to, to start, too, because you're not you're not like just for one spot. So there are other tourism directors for for other little localities in your region. Right. Right, right. Like Patrick County has its own tourism director. Martinsville and Henry County has its own tourism team. Same thing for Franklin County and for um, Pennsylvania and Danville. Yeah. And I would think that one of the things you have to be sort of on top of is making sure that you're working together to bring people to the region and not sort of competing with each other too much to, you know, because there are a lot of little localities there and you don't want to be stealing people from another county. Definitely, definitely. And that's another region, uh, another reason for planning district commissions. There's a total of 21 in the state of Virginia. And that's to kind of help, you know, get all of the localities on the same page when it comes to certain projects. So that's one thing in my position that I'll definitely I'm looking forward to helping out with. And it's also fun to get the calendars, event calendars from each of these localities and see everything that's going on because there's a ton. There is so much to do. So one of the another um, goals of this mission is to kind of when someone's coming to visit maybe Martinsville, we want to make sure that they're crossing lines and going to the other counties within our region as well. Right. So with Danville, I know that y'all are seeing the success from that Bristol casino. Danville is in the process of building their casino and they already have, you know, like a temporary place open for people to go to. So that's going to be a huge economic impact. For our region, and I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, it really, it's a game changer for sure. Definitely. I want to remind everyone, we're speaking today with Amanda Gray, Emory and Henry 2007. She's a tourism and marketing specialist for the, is it Western Piedmont? West Piedmont Planning District. West Piedmont Planning District. There you go. That's a lot of words, Amanda. It's a, a lot of words. It took me a while to get that down. <laughs> it's a lot of words. Well, and you've been in tourism in the past, and now you're back. So let's, can we talk a little bit about, I don't know, this may, I don't, maybe nothing has changed. Maybe nothing has changed since the last time you were in tourism, but it feels like in many ways the world has changed in the last you know, let's say three years. And so, so what, what are you finding to be a little bit different this time around? Oh, definitely COVID, you know, that has kind of changed the way the entire world works. Right. Um, 
Uh, and the tourism industry, obviously, when COVID first started out, that like was a huge hit to everybody. I mean, in every industry, but definitely tourism because you weren't, you couldn't travel. Um, so I can definitely see that rebounding and that's coming back. So that has been something that has completely changed, changed the landscape, Yeah. but it got you to thinking in different ways of how to get things accomplished. Um, another thing in this position that I really enjoy doing is since I'm able to translate healthcare and healthcare took a hard hit during COVID as well. And so what everybody saw after that is, um, we need a workforce. So we have a regional healthcare advisory committee. And so I'm able to use my experience from being in the healthcare field for over nine years and translate that into this. And we have a bunch of different key leaders and key players and stakeholders within our region and then outside of the region that join these um, quarterly meetings that we have to kind of share what everybody's working on, what direction we're going. Um, we work with our local colleges as well, and they're on board, you know, with their nursing programs and keeping us up to date with that. So, you know, when you say COVID, it's kind of hard not to mention the healthcare field sure. and uh, what we need to do to help out with that. Sure. D do you find that people are ready to travel again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So from the numbers that I have seen and some of the reports that I have seen is put out by Virginia Tourism Corporation is that we are rebounding and it's becoming a huge rebound. And where um, our region is looked to be most successful in is outdoor recreation, huh. you know, because if COVID does come back again, you can be outside and, or not just COVID, but any other pandemic comes back again, you can participate in these outdoor recreation activities. So right. going kayaking, going out on Smith Mountain Lake, hiking, um, biking, all of these trails that everybody has put in a lot of um, involvement in. I know in the Martinsville and Henry County, you have the Dick and Willie Trail. And then in Patrick County, you got the Mayo River Trail, the Riverwalk down in Danville. So there's a lot of money and a lot of effort and a lot of cooperation being put in to um, come up with these outdoor recreation activities. Well, what's the, maybe the best thing we learned during COVID? And I say that in terms of, I'm guessing there's some Oh, I'm sure some restaurants that didn't make it during all that, maybe some venues that didn't make it during all that, but some did, some thrived, some figured out a way to get keep people, keep people coming. What, what are you think the best lessons are that we learned during all that? You need to be able to adapt. I mean, that's a huge thing where you saw some of those businesses thriving when they switched to different models, maybe having to do a delivery system. I know I do DoorDash quite a bit. Sure. <laughs> that was something that I definitely patroned and um, spent some money on during that time during COVID. But, you know, definitely being able to adapt. During that time, I was in the healthcare field and you were constantly listening to the CDC, what your local health department was saying. And you couldn't just do the same thing over and over. Like there was different mandates coming out all the time. Mm -hmm. So, just being able to be able to adapt and to move forward and being strong during that time. Yeah. And and it and you feel like that probably people really did take advantage of outdoor opportunities during all that. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And I personally can say that I was one of those people because I mean, there wasn't really thing, anything else you could do. And when you have a little kid, you've got to make sure that they're burning injury, um, <laughs> burning their energy. Yeah. So, you know, going outside, that's, that's what you do. Yeah. When you talk about tourism, of course, you think a lot about what you can do to bring other people to your community. But how does tourism help the folks at home who live there? Who live here? Well, definitely just the money in the economy. You have outside dollars coming into your community, and that's helping out the mom and pop stores. You know, they're going to these eateries. They're going to these restaurants. You know, they're spending time. They're going to these um, 
locally owned gas stations, spending money there, these Airbnbs, these bed and breakfasts, it's helping out everybody within our region. And a lot of the times it's a lot of people want to be outside while they're doing this. So we also have RV parks and a bunch of different camping spots. That's a huge thing that Philpot Lake and Smith Mountain Lake is known for just, you know, the different camping opportunities. So it helps out those site owners and then everybody who's working there. You just got to think of all the staff and all the employees who are just working and they are very friendly here. You got the Southern hospitality. So not only is it helping the money in the in our economy, but it also helps, you know, just being able to communicate and the socialization yeah. going on. That was another huge thing that since we we're put past COVID mm. when you're working in the senior living industry back then, that was a huge detrimental factor. You know, you had to keep everybody safe. So they were isolated, but the socialization definitely impacted people's mental health yeah. and everybody saw that. So that's something else that helps out with tourism when you're going out and you're interacting and you're spending money in the economy, but you're also helping your mental health because you're socializing, you're out in the sun, you're getting those endorphins. So tourism helps out in a lot of ways. People want to go to the beach and want to go on their vacation every year. And we want them to know, hey, the beach is great. Go get your endorphins. But in Southwest Virginia and Southern Virginia, you have so many ample outdoor recreation opportunities. Come to the mountains. Come to the lake. We will show you a good time. Well, and there's, well, I, I'm, you're singing my song now because I'm a big <laughs> proponent of coming to Southwest Virginia because the variety of things you can do is so great from history oh, yeah. to literature to to art. I mean, there are just so many different things you can do. So, yeah, I you know, I'm all, I'm, I'm with you. I'm all, I'm all about that. And, and plus, I'd certainly love hearing people talk about wanting to be outdoors and do more in that regard. Oh, yeah. And you're talking about all the different culture that we have, you know, our music culture that we have. Oh, you know, my goodness. Crooked Road. Yeah. Something that's exciting. Um, another thing is brand new, still in its infancy, but um, we are working on uh, Virginia's Moonshine Heritage Trail in this region. Oh. You know, Franklin County is known as the moonshine capital of the world. Sure. So we are partnering with the tourism directors in Patrick County and Franklin County and in Floyd County um, to get this moonshine heritage trail going. There is so much culture in that. There is so much history in that. You know, we're seeing this from these TV shows on my, um, on Discovery Channel. You're seeing it from the big movie Lawless. You know, it's about Franklin County. And it's a it's a proud history you know these people were working in moonshine and that's how they provide it for their families and whether it was legal or illegal <laughs> you know there are a lot of fun stories about all of that but these are what people did to survive so and it's very interesting i'm very brand new to moonshine learning about how it was made and you know, i just learned that there's different types of stills there's a submarine still so um, it's very interesting. There's a lot more for myself to learn, but there are so many people in this area, like the Blue Ridge Institute at Fair Museum. Oh, sure. I mean, at Fair College. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different um, stops that we're going to have on this trail, um, a bunch of distilleries that we're going to have on this trail. And it's just going to be so education, so educational, so fun. Go and try some of these um cocktail some of this moonshine <laughs> that you can and it's just a, another way to express our proud history that we have in this area in this well, region well and i'm sensing you must be working with some other alums because the director of the of the the heritage museum at, at farum bethany is an alum and of course well, i didn't know that i haven't had the opportunity to meet her yet but oh. she has been very 
Rachel and a lot of this that's getting going on it. Oh, she's wicked cool. Yeah, you'll enjoy that. And then, of course, Olivia Bailey. I heard you mentioned Southwest Virginia, and she's doing tourism mm-hmm. in Southwest Virginia. So I, I, this makes me happy that all these fun alumni are working together on all this. And Rain Henry just puts out amazing students, don't they? What, what you going to do? Well, and, <laughs> well, one other thing about the, how it may or may not have changed um, tourism I, my mother used to be a huge fan of Sunshine Bus Tours. Do those things still happen routinely, or are, are you finding that more people are like, no, I think it's just going to be me and my family or me and another couple and keep it kind of a, as a small group? Are, are big group tours still rolling around? Yeah, big group tour, tours are still rolling around. I know that our local counties do a lot of bus trips for their seniors. They get them all together, and they go out on bus trips and things like that. So, yeah. Um, I would definitely say bus trips are something that's still important in the tourism industry because it's very economical for people to all get Mm. together and go on a trip together and only have to pay one person to transport a bunch of people. So (laughs) I definitely see that. But then, of course, you know, you see the people who just want to travel for the weekends. Their families just want to get away. Um, I love to do this. I have a friend and um, we like to take our son. She has a two-year-old. I have a four-year-old and we'll just go on little day trips and little um, weekend trips within the region. And one thing that we like to do is we like to go up to Floyd. Um, I know that's outside of our region, but it's just right next to it. And you get to go up on the Blue Ridge Mountains and we like to go to um, different restaurants up there. It's such a cute little town, you Mm -hmm. know, spend our weekend there and then come on back down here. Sweet. And, you know, I I confess that being in tourism sounds like just one fun party after another, but I know that it's really hard work. What would you say are some of the sort of basic tenets of being a successful tourism person? I would say um, getting to know your partners, getting to know your products that are within the area so that you're able to better promote them. That's something I'm working on right now, trying to meet different people within our area and being able to promote them effectively and efficiently. So I would definitely say that having those, being able to network and being able to partner with people, I would definitely say that's one of the main things of tourism. So tell me this, um, where did you grow up? Well, I grew up here in Martinsville and Henry County. So it's just amazing. And I'm so happy that I'm able to promote this area because we have so many wonderful things and wonderful organizations that are happening right now to help out our area. And I'm just so happy to be able to be a part of it and to just let people know everything that's going on. Well, I love that because you know, it's, it's always fun to move into a new place and get to know it well enough to promote it. But I love that that's where you grew up and you're still excited about it and learning about it. Because I bet you learn something new all the time, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's things here that weren't here when I was a kid. Like growing up, I would have loved if the Smith River Sports Complex was here because that has like professional fields to play on and it's right by the river. That was one thing that I'm very excited about our area, the Dick and Willie Trail. So for right after college, I lived in Salem for a little bit after okay. I lived in Richmond. And what I loved about Salem is Green Hill Park because they have that paved trail that goes right beside the river. And I always hoped that we had something like that here. And now we have it here. So being able to go from a kid where we didn't have these outside, these nice amenities, now to seeing that we have that, it's just so wonderful. And I mean, it just helps out so many different things. Oh, I bet. Okay, you're going to have to explain why it's called the Dick and Willie Trail. I ignored that once, but I can't ignore it twice. Where did that name come from? So it's from the railroad system that used to come through here. So that's what it is. So kind of like the creeper trail, how that goes, you know, along an old railroad trail. So the railroad trail was called the Dick and Willie. 
Okay. That's how it was. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. It's still it's a very unique and memorable name. Yes, I get that. I really <laughs> hope you have shirts that say that because I'm going to want one. <laughs> we do. We can get something for you. Okay, good. All right. Good, 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 good. Well, so what What did you major in at Emory? Um, math communication and sports management. So when I first came to Emory and Henry, I did the athletic training program and all the professors were wonderful. But then sophomore year, I was like, you know what? I just, it, I do not want to take football players feet anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm done with that. So for a while I was, you know, just chatting around, trying to figure out what I could switch to because I knew I had enough credits that I could get the sports management degree. But then I had talked to somebody um, who was in the mass communications department. I think it was Betsy Troyer at the time. Oh, sure. I think she was giving me some insight to that. And then I think I just switched on over it because she was so sold on it. And then when I was in the mass communications department with Teresa Keller and Tracy Lauder, I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm glad I switched. <laughs> it has gotten to be a joke that um, I don't intend to keep interviewing people who are mass communications majors. But about 90 percent uh -huh. of the time, if I find somebody doing kind of a fun job, it's a mass comm major. So it's. Uh, I mean just so many different avenues that you can go off from mass communication. Well, that's the thing. It feels like none of you, none of you all are doing the same thing. You're all doing different stuff, but you just seem to find the, the skills and the chops to get out there and, and do it after you do a little mass communications at Emory. So it's kind of funny to watch. Yeah. All right. Well, Amanda, we are getting low on time now. If you wanted to give your best elevator speech for why we should come to Virginia's other valley, the Southern Valley of Virginia, tell us what that would be. I would definitely say, if you are looking to get away, um, and a lot of the times it's a short staycation, you know, for a lot of people who came from Emory and Henry, come to this area. We have so many different things to, for you to do, whether it be NASCAR, whether it be the museums, whether it be getting outside, going to wonderful restaurants within our region. We have it all for you, and we are very affordable, and we have places for you to stay. So, Give the West Piedmont region a, a chance, Life in Sova, Southern Valley. We would love to have you come and visit us. Who would say no to that? It sounds delightful. <laughs> All right, Amanda Gray, Emory and Henry class of 2007, now working in tourism in, in the southern, in the western Piedmont section of the state. And so thank you so much for, for sharing what you're doing and telling us about your work and for promoting a really cool part of, the, of Virginia. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And I want to thank everybody who's been listening today to the Duck Pond Wall. I've been your host, Monica Hall, the alumni director at Emory and Henry, and we appreciate you listening. And we hope you'll stay tuned to WEHC. CFM because this is the voice of Southwest Virginia.